Hello and welcome to the CRE with Coal Banker Commercial Worldwide Podcast. My name is Christina Ballas, and I'm the National Director for Strategic Implementation for CBC, and I'll be your host today. With us today is Christina Carlino, the Director of Learning at Cobalt Banker Commercial. With over a decade of experience in the learning and development field, Christina is paving the way regarding learning in the commercial real estate space. Currently, she is responsible for the development, delivery, execution, maintenance, and user engagement of Commercial University for Cobalt Banker Commercial. Her learning platform has developed opportunities to help professionals achieve success in their commercial brokerage business and gain a competitive advantage in the real estate market. Most recently, she was pivotal in launching a brand new learning application. It's the first of its kind and will serve as a virtual social hub for over 2,000 real estate professionals within CBC networks, allowing brokers from different countries and states to exchange intel, data, and broker deals together around the world. Above and beyond that aspect of her role, she chairs the Women's Employee Resource Group and is a key member of the Realogy Diversity and Inclusion Council. Today, we'll explore why she is so passionate about learning and development, where she sees the future of her field going, and how it all relates to the work she is doing in the commercial real estate space. Welcome, Christina. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Christina. Um, It's a pleasure being here, and it's a pleasure talking with you on some of the things that we're doing within Commercial University and within learning and development. I would love for you to kick us off today just talking a little bit about your career path and then what brought you to commercial real estate. Yeah, absolutely. So I have kind of a funky career path on how I ended up not only in learning and development, but also commercial real estate. And that started down a journey when I was in high school. And it was about that time where I was getting my license and I realized that, hey, I need to make my own money. And I knew in my heart of hearts, I did not want to work in retail, nor did I want to work in a restaurant and wait tables. I, for some odd reason, thought being in an office was really going to motivate me and really help prepare me for what it was that I was looking to do coming out of high school. So I started in a law firm. um, Oh, gosh, in East Hanover. I don't even know if they still exist, but it was a data collection firm. And I worked as an office assistant just doing some day-to-day paperwork. Um, Back then, we didn't have the fancy copy machines and scanners. So it was us typing data into a computer um, and inputting that data. And from there, I decided that business was a place where I wanted to be. And I went for my um, major in business administration um, in management and economics. And then I further went for my MBA in finance. And during that time, I started at Hoffman LaRoche in pharmaceuticals in IT, but in customer support. So it was our responsibility to ensure that our computer customers were well served and we project managed any major updates that were being, um, we communicated all of that. And that went from an intern to a part-time position coming out of that role, um, that I had for over four years within my undergrad degree, kind of working part-time and going to school full-time, I then went to PricewaterhouseCoopers. And PricewaterhouseCoopers was, for the first time, 
a way for me to understand what type of skills I have, what type of skills I was utilizing, and what type of skills I really want to dive further into. So at that time, we went into a downturn of the economy. And unfortunately, a bunch of us were laid off. Um, I was in international taxation. So I dealt a lot with um, commodity customers in gas and oil, as well as in flavors and fragrances. And um, in international taxation, we had impacts and expats that came in and out of the country. And it gave me a really keen understanding of different types of businesses and how those businesses move. And during that time at PwC, I realized that I really... I really was motivated on the customer service aspect and the project management aspect of what it was that I was doing more so than the actual day-to-day taxation and inputting numbers and crunching numbers. So coming out of, um, unfortunately, that job loss really led to a huge gain and a huge opportunity in my career where I found myself at MetLife. Um, and for those of you who don't know MetLife, it is a insurance industry and also financial service. So I started in the financial service aspect as a project manager, um, working for a team of women. And it wasn't, if it wasn't for those women pushing me on a daily basis and allowing me and having the trust in me to try different things, um, I really wouldn't have ended up where I am today. So I put a lot of that on them because I feel that job really landed me to learning and development. With them trusting me to do different things, I was able to try different aspects of the department that I was working in. And within six to eight months, they realized that I'm not so much of a project manager. I was really good at what I was doing at project managing, but they saw a passion for me within learning and development. And that passion um, really is what led me to where I am today and where I want to continue my career is working with our customers, our clients, which is are at this point our sales professionals and really understanding what drives them, what motivates them and how we can match those skills and behaviors to that. So like I said, I had kind of a funky way getting to where I am today. But if it wasn't for realizing that I wanted to be in office setting to understanding business is what really drove me to seeing different aspects of an accounting position um, and a project management position within that really I identifying what drives me, what motivates me, and what moves me to where I am today. And when I was in the financial services and insurance, um, financial services is very much like commercial real estate. Um, A lot of our commercial real estate professionals were hedge funds, they were stockbrokers, they were investment bankers, because commercial real estate is really all about the investment. And from my experience in working in the financial services, it really helped me kind of transition to the commercial real estate mindset and understanding our sales professionals Furthermore, understanding our clients and what matters to the to our professionals' clients, and and that's really where I I ended up, and you know, really what I enjoyed doing, and how I kind of brought me to that today. 
There are lots of texts that you and I have even discussed in the past of the way your career progression is and how it's kind of like a jungle gym and how you really have to kind of go in different paths. And I feel like that's such a great explanation of taking different opportunities and trying different things, but really with your own personal passions at the core of what's driving you. And clearly it's about, you know, learning and development and motivation and, and that sort of thing. And and how how wonderful that that's what brought you to, to doing what you're doing today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, when you talk about career development, career development and career pathing, whether you're in a sales role, whether you're in a corporate office role, it really is about taking those lateral opportunities, asking to be put on a project team, showing where your interest lies and not being afraid to kind of be your own advocate and having your own voice for what drives you and what really excited you about a project. And, you know, it took many years to learn that about myself and to learn how to do that. Um, But I feel, you know, every experience in your life is a learning experience and one experience could lead to the next and leads to the next. And it's how we just navigate, like you said, through that jungle gym and feeling that comfortability and confidence within yourself to navigate through that. Absolutely. I'm curious to know how, you know, your own thoughts about your career path or career pathing in general has maybe influenced the way you take on learning and development as a, as a field that you're in now. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that drives me within learning and development is when I discuss with either a colleague like yourself, or I discuss with one of our sales professionals in questioning about their job role, in questioning about the strategy, the organization, organization, it's those pieces of connecting the dots and seeing those light bulbs go off every time somebody connects the dots. And I think for me, you know, seeing that within myself about how I navigated myself through my career allows me to be more empathetic to somebody um, that I'm working with and consulting with on their career path. You know, learning and development, even though it's about the skills and behaviors in order to do your job well or to excel yourself in your career, it's also about the consultation on how to navigate somebody through their career because more so than not, it goes back to learning. And what can I do to make myself better? What can I learn to make myself better in my career? And, you know, understanding where I made those connections um, within every step of the way with the different skills is how it brings me to the passion that I have for learning and development and working with other individuals to help them realize what those connection points are and helping them realize what they can take to their career or to their role or to their team even and helping, you know, navigate to the next step of whatever it is that they're working on. You know, I'm, I'm curious to hear from you what you think the biggest area of opportunity for learning and development is currently in general. You know, what, what do you see in the field? Yeah, absolutely. So learning and development, you know, it's gone through so many evolutions um, over the over the last decade even. And, you know, we've gone from an environment where we were mostly in person. It's funny because when I worked at my prior life, uh, my prior L&D role, we went from a, a in-person centralized model to a more virtual decentralized model. Coming to this role um, almost five years ago, we went from a centralized model and I feel like the pandemic has kind of forced a more decentralized um, virtual model. So I say that because the biggest area of opportunity in L&D is 
not losing sight of those connections and those networking opportunities, because I can tell you and guide you in the skills and the behaviors that you need to do well, but it's also networking with others and building that rapport, understanding best practices that have worked for others who may have taken that skill and behavior and put it into practice. And what were some of the pros and cons? What were some of the biggest lessons and opportunities that they had within that? So, you know, also taking it from the networking piece, it's also being active in what it is that you're doing. You know, we can sit here and put a PowerPoint presentation with 900 words on it, but it won't resonate as much as bringing the pieces of your business into the classroom, so to speak, and actually taking a listing that you're working on and working on the marketing material, showing it in front of your peers and getting that constructive on the spot, positive feedback and reinforcement of what you're doing and also having that best practice interjected in based upon that opportunity of networking with others and discussing what it is that you're working on with others. What an important thing you just mentioned. You know, this past year has been far from uh, traditional. And so I obviously you've had to make more than a few pivots uh, in the way you handle learning and development for the people that kind of rely on you and your your programs. Where have you seen the biggest uh, changes? For most, the pandemic um, has been a dark time, but I also like to think of it as more of an opportunity and a way that we were able to do things differently. And as you mentioned, taking those pivots. And I think, you know, for the majority of individuals who have joined an L&D opportunity, have joined an intervention within commercial university, have the opportunity to take that breath, take a seat back and realize that, wow, there's actually some value here for me. You know, one of the biggest struggles that um, many have probably seen working in a virtual environment, having a team that is across different states, different towns across the market, you know, whichever um, area of focus we're looking at is keeping those connections and realizing the value that your company, that your brand, that your friend franchise brings to you and taking that value and doing something with it. And I think, you know, like I said, for the pandemic started off as kind of a dark time, a time of uncertainty, but I think we all quickly realized the value of having that moment to take that breath, having that moment to dig deep into what's in front of us and where we can find those opportunities in front of us. So for me, kind of navigating through all these pivots, it really was about communication and being um, you know, very black and white of what we offer, being black and white of the value of what it is that we offered. And one of the things um, that our field may have seen is we started talking more about value than more about the how-to. And that value is what brings that connection dots that I was talking about before and those light bulbs to realize like, wow, this is a great skill that we have. This is a great tool. This is a great resource. And here's how I can use it in my market. And here's how I can, you know, make myself better in what I do using those little nuggets that were given to me. 
Absolutely. You know, that is, uh, I feel like, and I don't know if it's true for everybody, you know, in the L and D field, but at least from what I've seen in, in our space, in the commercial real estate space, um, learning has really become such a focus during, um, the pandemic with people just being able to work from home more and really think about, okay, what do I need to take myself to the next level? And so that certainly is one of the silver linings, I think, in our business, uh, through all of this craziness, thinking of future and changes, what do you see as the biggest opportunity? Opportunity for commercial real estate professionals regarding learning and development? That actually is a really great question because, like I said, you know, starting to see the value of what commercial university has to offer, we weren't where we were four years ago. We had one productivity training course and a leadership course, and they're starting to see the different connection points in their career and the career pathing, kind of that stepping stone um, and a learning path to match it towards their career. And the biggest opportunity for these commercial real estate professionals is realizing their potential and what piece of learning will resonate with them for what it is that they're currently looking to challenge themselves with, grow themselves with. And it's mapping that opportunity, that learning opportunity to their career opportunity. So if somebody's looking to prospect more and gain more listings, I've heard in the last year more top producers than not saying they want to kind of bring it back to basics and you know, think about prospecting in different ways, having different conversations with their clients. So it's just, you know, for them figuring out what that is in their business to fill that gap. And part of that is you, myself, Dan Spiegel, um, anybody else at corporate, Matt and Tom, it's having those conversations to understand where those opportunities are and how learning can fall into that and provide them support for that. And also for the broader team to help provide the resources for that as well. I know that was a little more broader than an L&D perspective, but you know, I'm a small pillar of a bigger core value at Caldwell Banker Commercial and you know, all of us taking those moving parts together to understand what their opportunities are and how we can map to that. I think, you know, will will really bring them to the next level and bring these professionals to the next level. There's something that you just launched. Um, obviously, I've seen the press about it from my understanding, Cobalt Banker Commercial and you with Commercial University, you just launched the first of its kind app for learning and development in the commercial real estate space. Is that true? Yes, it is. Um, we were super excited to work with our learning center of excellence, you know, having them provide us with the platform support and taking the ideas that we had and the feedback that we heard from the field and making it a reality. What were you hearing in the field that, that made you really think this really needs to be an app? and mobile and just, you know, moving with people. Yeah, absolutely. So every year we actually survey our um, field. We survey professionals at every level in their career, whether they're a sales or non-sales professional role, as well as our leadership and management um, within our brand. And those interviews and those questioning and surveys really allow us not only to see what topics and skill gaps, but how they're expecting to get their learning, what their day-to-day looks like in the business. So we can really see how we can provide the opportunity in an easy and a cost-effective manner. You know, part of our mission at Commercial University is to provide them with just-in-time education in a cost-effective manner. And what is more better than getting it just in time than in the palm of your hand? And even though at the beginning of last year, we saw more people at home, we were actually seeing 
seeing individuals starting to travel to different parts of the country and to work in different areas and having those conversations and those virtual interventions air, um, differently. And through our data, we saw that there's a lot of mobile and mobile device usage, aside from being on a desktop or a laptop. And, you know, kind of taking that in notion is how can we get them the right education and the right intervention at the palm of their hand? And that was through an app. And, you know, we tell a lot on sales activity when it comes to learning and development. For those um, that may be listening um, and are familiar with sales, um, sales education and sales training, it's all about the sales activity and mapping those skills and behaviors to increase the amount of calls that you're doing, the contacts, the um, first appointments, any listings, any closings. And the best way for an individual to um, build their business and to see where those opportunities are is to actually track those um, activities. So within Commercial University, we have RE Scoreboard, which is our sales activity tracking where um, brands, um, company leadership, so a broker owner or a sales manager could go in and actually see where the team is on their activity tracking. Um, and it leads to a great mentoring and coaching conversation to say, hey, you know what? My business is kind of lagging. I don't really understand what the issue is for a manager or a broker owner to have that conversation. And the best way, again, to do that is to have it at the palm of their hand. So it's a multi-layer focus for a coaching and mentoring opportunity for a broker owner, a sales manager, a sales leader to see where their team is and where the opportunities in the team is, but also for that individual professional, whether it be a sales or non-sales role, to start tracking that activity, seeing where there's gaps in the business, and then being able to access the learning and the registration for it at the palm of their hands. We also have the ability to, to communicate amongst themselves. And we have communities set up within the app and within Commercial University that they can actually um, pose a topic, have individuals answer to it. And it's a great networking tool, but also a way for them to talk about deals, a way for them to talk about skills, a way for them to talk about um, the value of the business and different resources that are available to them as well. And again, what's the best way to have it just in time in a cost-effective manner at the palm of their hands. That makes so much sense. You know, one thing that, that to your credit, the powerhouse of women in the field that are really making a difference. I mean, the fact that you launched the first of its kind app for commercial real estate, a woman launching an amazing tech platform for commercial real estate professionals. I just think that that speaks volumes to, to both you, but also the teams and the company you work for. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, you and I could probably talk about women in sales all day long, but it really is about the teamwork. And it's about, you know, us at the top showing our sales professionals that you can do it. And this is a great business for women and sky's the limit, you know, talking, have being your own advocate, you know, creating those own opportunities, as I had discussed before, what I've learned throughout my career, but also, you know, being a woman in a sales role and having the opportunity to, you know, work on your own schedule, use those tangible skills that you have. You can set yourself up to do anything. 
having that flexible lifestyle. It's not a typical nine to five job. And I'm just proud that we do have a great um, support at the corporate level with women and, you know, the trust that they put into us to do such great things like this. So we can even, you know, show, show our team and our Paul Banker commercial family that we can do it. And, you know, there are strong forces within our brand and that even is at the corporate level. Absolutely. Um, just thinking about, you know, all of the constituents and obviously I, I do have a special place for women in the commercial <laughs> real estate space, but, um, you know, moving to everybody that you and your app and the program and the team service, what do you see as the most common question regarding commercial real estate with, and, and regarding people's education in the commercial real estate space? Yeah. And I think the most common question and, you know, the sales professionals on the line who are listening will probably chuckle is how can I make my next dollar? How can I, how can I make the next hundred dollars or a million dollars? And it's always about how can I get the next deal? What can I do to get the next listing, to get the next um, closed transaction? And those are really the common questions that I see. And as I mentioned before, top producers over the last year, you know, are looking at their business different and looking to see different ways that they can make that next dollar and make the next deal and move themselves to the next level. And it's always about bringing it back to basics and thinking about your prospecting skills, thinking about, you know, the conversations that you have, the relationships that you maintain. Um, Dan and I talk about this all the time that we're in a solutions business and it's our, um, you know, our responsibility as sales professionals to ask the right questions, listen to our clients, and then provide them with the right solutions. So, you know, as far as the most common question is always, how can I make the next dollar? And, you know, it's it's just bringing it back to basics and thinking about the transaction cycle and dicing it up and slicing it up to see where it could move differently in your business. You know, thinking about, so, so obviously you have a, a special view into what the needs are in the business. What, how do you think of content development? Or how do you how do you even approach it? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, it's it's different um, with whom you're talking to and different within the organization. But what works um, within Caldwell Banker Commercial and within um, commercial real estate is really asking the question to the field, making them feel that they're a part of the process and that we're building it for them by them. And by saying that, you know, it's a lot of conversations. It's a lot of questioning. It's a lot of needs assessment. And it's consistently surveying our audience and understanding what are the pieces of the transaction cycle that they may see an opportunity for, that they're focusing on, understanding from a sales leadership perspective, you know, how are they growing their business? What are the gaps um, within that growth to see where we can map that education? And it's really just maintaining the conversation. You know, I always say that um, being in commercial real estate, being in financial services in a sales role, you're very much in a consultative um, transaction cycle and a consultative sales approach. And it's the same for my job as well. It's very consultative. It's relationship-based oriented. It's asking the right questions, you know, listening to the different 
different calls and um, the different conversations and questions that are asked at our global conference, at our virtual summits, hearing um, Dan and his team between yourself, Matt, Tom, understanding what is going on in the business and how we're going to move the business to the next level. So it's always learning, always asking questions, always listening. And it's really at the core of it is then creating a needs assessment and understanding where those gaps are and how you can fulfill, fulfill those gaps. So interesting to hear you put it that way. I wanted to ask you what you think the biggest takeaways should be for our listeners. For me, I thought learning development equals listening to the client's needs is just the biggest takeaway. But also, you know, when you kept saying you want to help people connect the dots, that so just made so much sense to me on how you think of helping your clients move forward in their career paths and what their needs are. What I would add to that too is always being your advocate. If um, for, you know, ever reason that you feel your business is lagging, or if you feel that you think you could take it in a different direction, speak up, be your own advocate, ask the right questions, because there is a team that can help you. There is a team that can help even guide you to the different resources that are available. And I think, you know, being your own advocate speaks volumes, you know, it doesn't matter where you sit on the career spectrum. It's just being, you know, recognizing those opportunities, recognizing those skills that you have, and being able to put those skills into practice and ensuring that you ask the right questions if you ever feel uneasy or you feel like that you need to take it in a different direction. I love that. Being your own advocate for sure. And and certainly in learning and development, but yeah, like you said, in all aspects of your career, people wanted to connect with you. What's the best way for them to keep in touch? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn, but you can also email me at ccarlino, C-C-A-R-L-I-N-O at cbhomeoffice.com. Thank you so much for your time today. This was such a rich conversation. For anybody that's listening, I just wanted to remind you, if you like what you heard today, please like and subscribe to our podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you.